honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and now Amazon Music, of course, Stitcher also as well. So many different podcast applications, and it's a pleasure to be on as many as possible, just for uh, convenience for everybody and, well, outreach of the show. Great to be back on board once again today. Sorry it's been forever. Sorry for my ranting. Sorry for my frustrations with this, with that. The, the political world has gotten very divisive, and it's just the way it is. I wish politics and sports weren't in the same conversation, but I guess sometimes they are, and it just it just shows, I guess. So it is what it is. Again, I apologize for anybody I might have offended or frustrated over the course of time with my ranting and, and stuff like that. Uh, but hey, we're back to review the draft and talk about free agency a bit as well. Great to be back on board talking about the Timberwolves once again for the first time since August. Of course, again, we talked about the uh, uh, NBA playoffs a little bit. You know, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. Man, it's really been since August, hasn't it? But it's the darndest thing watching the NBA uh, finals and NBA championship and all that in October. It's It's weird. I, I guess, you know, it's like everything kind of happened around September, October with the Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, uh, World Series, and then boom, all you got is the NFL, and great, NFL is like super popular and everything, and there's no, uh, yeah, there's nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing going on during the week, I mean, I guess here and there, starts with COVID, you had like your second ever Tuesday game, and you get your Thursday games, which often end up being bad matchups, and I don't know, okay, why am I even getting into it? It's just uh, good to be back talking basketball again. So that's the whole point. Again, draft, review, and free agency 2020. And again, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. Miami Heat made it look interesting for a little while and then just kind of went down the you-know-where. So that's kind of all I'm going to really say about that, I guess. It's a little while ago now. I mean, I'm happy for what the Lakers were able to accomplish. Major congratulations to Vince Germano, Kalen Woods, uh, Stu Benson, guys like that that have been Lakers fans forever out of Australia and some of my best friends on the planet. So, again, thank you, Vin Rock, Vince Germano, especially, you know, for being such a close friend to this show and to myself personally. Despite uh, some of my rants and raves and this and that, my up and down, <laughs> my up and down feelings about things behind the scenes, oh, I've been frustrated with a lot of things in this world, but uh, it is what it is. And it's, I'm just glad to be seeing... Uh, an NBA draft that looks kind of exciting here for the Timberwolves. Of course, again, like we all know, there was no guaranteed star at the top. And half the time, sometimes those guaranteed stars aren't guaranteed stars. Or it takes them forever to get where they, where you want them to get. And Ricky Rubio was looked on as a transcending type of a star. Once upon a time, he was going to be the number two overall pick in the draft. And then it's like, wait, he's going to have to stay in Spain for a little while. It's not going to happen right away. And, you know, he never really became that star. Ended up being good. Of course, I'm foreshadowing to something as well. But let's talk about the draft first. And, of course, that guy named Ricky Rubio is related to the draft, believe it or not, because of a trade and coming to a certain club. Minnesota Timberwolves did end up taking Anthony Edwards, who I was endorsing. I was back and forth. 
Brett Farving it during the show, literally. It was literally like on the fly because I love James Wiseman a lot. I, I really do. But Anthony Edwards, just there's just a little teeny extra thing, maybe a better fit for the franchise, this and that. And, of course, James Wiseman didn't want to come here, apparently. He never scheduled any type of workout with the Timberwolves, and he just didn't want to come here, and he winds up with the Golden State Warriors. So, okay, he winds up with the Golden State Warriors. It's great. Isn't that exciting? But, well, let's see what happens. Hopefully, uh, well, you know, hopefully they don't win another championship. I'm thinking they won't because when you sit down and analyze, Steph Curry's already like 32, and he missed a ton of time the last uh, year and a half here. I mean, it's unbelievable. Guys, like, break a finger or have a broken bone, like, somewhere, and they never come back. Or they have, like, an ACL, and it's, like, over a year. Where in the past, it's supposed to be six to nine months. And it's, like, over a year every time. It's almost like two years. It's kind of weird. And then you have guys like Clay Thompson, who had the ACL on the at the end of the NBA Finals when they lost to the Toronto Raptors, them being the Golden State Warriors, because Kevin Durant had already popped his Achilles, well, Achilles tendons kind of uh, cop, coming back onto the picture again, coming back into the picture again, and this time Clay Thompson, healthy enough to play pickup ball again, you know, trying to get back in shape, ready to play again, because thankfully there will be an NBA season starting on December 22nd. Isn't that cool? Uh, but now Clay Thompson pops his Achilles, so we'll see what happens to the Golden State Warriors. Lots of things have happened since the last show. But more importantly, the Minnesota Timberwolves related as most as best possible anyway. It's not like the old days with me and Marcus where we'd go all over the league, but of course prioritize the Timberwolves. Uh, Anthony Edwards again selected number one overall for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Some of the uh, prospects had him ranked fifth. I don't know. I, I, I think uh, some of the websites out there had him ranked fifth. I'm not sure about that, but well, I think he's got incredible potential for this club. Uh, his strength and size separates him from Andrew Wiggins right away. When people try to compare him to Andrew Wiggins, like maybe he doesn't really love the sport all that much because he maybe had a little extra love for the game of football. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, Dave Winfield liked football more, or actually basketball more than baseball, and Dave Winfield's in the Hall of Fame. Of course, uh, St. Paul native, Minnesota twin for for a couple of years there, but more of with the New York Yankees, uh, San Diego Padres especially, uh, and all that back in the day. Kind of an outfielder, DH type of guy. Uh, supreme athlete. He played football, basketball, and baseball. Wound up being a Hall of Fame baseball player. So sometimes it's just, it's the sport that ends up taking you to the professional level. And basketball took Anthony Edwards to the professional level. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, that's a hotbed for NBA basketball. And of course, one of my all-time favorite players, Dominic Wilkins, was from Georgia and wound up being a spectacular player for the Atlanta Hawks. Absolutely cool. Hopefully Anthony Edwards can be something in that category defense not necessarily there but his athletic ability can help him get there and his strength should help as well I just think he'll be a better defender than say a Zach Levine because of his uh, strength and all that his strength and ability spot up shooting is he's he's you know generally off the dribble and spot up shooting from downtown there, there's a lot of ability there uh, three-point shooting again like we talked about in previous episodes episodes part of me definitely in question uh, he only averaged 40 percent from the floor in general, last season for Georgia. So, okay, see, that that's the thing. Obviously, the field goal percentage is questionable. Free throw percentage, at least 77%, so that's okay. His uh, ability to get to the basket, his ball handling skills, and his strength. See, because strength, obviously, you can draw fouls and get and ones, stuff like that. That could be Anthony Edwards' 
ability from the get-go into the NBA is his ability to get uh, and ones with his strength and athleticism. Uh, and then, of course, if he can make his free throws, that's good. That's better than Andrew Wiggins as well. Uh, Wiggins was always hovering around 70%, like low 70s, and then he had times where it was like 50%. It was ridiculous. And I don't know about Andrew Wiggins. We'll see what happens. He's in trade rumors again, off and on, but I haven't really researched those trade rumors because it's like doesn't really concern a lot of us at this time. Uh, this isn't a general NBA show anymore. It kind of was. It kind of wasn't. It never really was, but sort of. Uh, Three-point percentage again. Just one freshman year in Georgia because he's super young, which is good. Uh, he averaged almost eight three-point attempts a game, him being <laughs> the Anthony Edwards. 29% from downtown again. But the good news is there his momentum shooting ability, if that makes sense, like off the dribble and in a catch-and-shoot from downtown, there's really something there. It's more of just a focus thing. Maybe it's his youth, and it just it just takes time and practice, this and that. I think it's going to come around. I really do. Uh, I don't think this is a situation where, like, how Rubio struggled with his field goal percentage pretty much most of his career until the last year and a half or so where it got a bit better. Uh, did Rubio in Phoenix. Great job last year with the Phoenix Suns, by the way, for the, uh, the bearded one now. He always kind of had a beard, but it's a lot bigger than it used to be. <sighs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards' potential in the NBA outstanding. There's a pretty good chance he could play small forward because of his strength. And, of course, we all know where this uh, team could be heading in the future, especially now with Rubio on the roster with the projected uh, the projected starting lineups and such. He may be playing a hell of a lot of small ball, like for the four guards or at least three guards, that type of thing. I'm not a big fan of small ball, but I guess if it works, it works, and we'll have to wait and see. I'd rather see Anthony Edwards play shooting guard most of the time, but, again, you have way too many players that play the same way. That sounds familiar. I was saying that 10 years ago with previous general managers. Uh, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see how many more trades or scenarios pop up in the next few weeks leading into the season or into next season. This and that in the next offseason and, and such. Uh, because you got Jared Culver still on the roster. He was never traded away. Still got Josh Akogi. Jared Culver, I hope you didn't take sixth overall to just kind of let him run on the bench. And you also hope that that isn't all he is, uh, or like play like 20 minutes a game at best. You hope that there's more to Jared Culver than that, uh, but I guess it's all just a matter of time to see how much Jared Culver's improved. Uh, sounds like, again, he's a gym rat, and it also sounds like, uh, despite people's feelings that Anthony Edwards doesn't care about basketball that much, that he is about as much of a gym rat as, he's, as there's ever been. Uh, his coach basically said nobody's worked harder than him off the court. Uh, uh, you know, or excuse me, like uh, in the gym, so to speak, shooting, you know, shooting, working on his game than Anthony Edwards. So that's the good thing is he is Georgia coach there making that statement. And that was, of course, after the draft, not before. So it's not necessarily all about he's just trying to promote him, so to speak, even though there's always a possibility of that. Projected lineups include Ricky Rubio at point guard. Of course, again, I'm jumping way ahead. Let's go back to the draft first before we get to Ricky Rubio. Let's let things build up first. Uh, so, again, James Wiseman went to the Warriors. LaMelo Ball ended up going to the Hornets third overall. Patrick Williams went to the Bulls fourth overall. Isaac Okoro went to the Cavaliers fifth. The Hawks took Okongwu. So, again, that's like the bigger, better version of Okogi. And I am saying that not just because their names might sound similar or this or that. He, like It's a very similar game, but Okongwu is definitely a stronger candidate. 
or stronger uh, prospect in the NBA. Killian Hayes, you notice a certain player is still missing. Killian Hayes, young French point guard with a lot of ability heading to the Pistons. New York Knicks wind up with Obi Toppin. And, of course, Obi Toppin is a New York native, so he's very happy. Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Dayton Flyers there going to the New York Knicks. The athletic power forward who's got some questions, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully he works out for them. Denny, the Israeli, heading to the Washington Wizards. Jalen Smith to the Suns. Devin Vassell to the Spurs. That could be a dyna- uh, that could be an awesome fit. Outstanding fit for the San Antonio Spurs. Devin Vassell to the Spurs. That's another another good one. Halliburton winds up going to the Kings. Kyra Lewis Jr. to the Pelicans. 13th Celtics take Aaron Nesmith. Anybody with any S in their name, I, I kind of like, right? Just because of Nintendo. Okay, sorry. Cole Anthony goes to Orlando, 15th. Crazy, uh, Trailblazers, pardon me, draft Isaiah Stewart and reportedly had traded him to the Detroit Pistons after first being dealt to the Rockets. So, complicated business there. Timberwolves select 17th, and the Greek player everybody liked coming into this draft and hope the Wolves might take. The Wolves take him and officially trade him to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that'll continue to lead into something more, I believe. Yeah, it's a complicated situation again. Yep, it winds up going to the, uh, yep, went to the Thunder, and it's complicated, all these different mixes. I thought I had it all together, but yep, the Thunder, and that is where he's going. Mr. Pok, <laughs> yeah, the Greek player, let's just say that. Pukasevsky, yep, obviously lots of talent. Skinny guy, but tons of talent. Seven foot stretch four from Greece, who could play center, I suppose, but I'd say he's more of a stretch four. Uh, Wolves end up trading the 17th pick for the 23rd and 25th pick in the draft, and also get Ricky Rubio in return. Yes, I just said that Ricky Rubio coming to Minnesota. It was the Knicks, the Thunder, and the Wolves collaborating, as Gerson Rosas would say, in a trade. So again, the Greek, the Greek guy, the Greek guy, Polkowski, <laughs> outstanding talent though, obviously. A lot of people like his potential moving forward. We'll see what happens. He'll take time to develop, I'm sure, like most players do, obviously. <clears throat> and Ricky Rubio comes back to Minnesota. Minnesota also takes another Latino with that 23rd pick, Leandro Bolmero, who is, some people call him like a point forward, a point guard, six foot seven. He's from Argentina. He played in Spain, even the, the same Barcelona jerseys that Ricky Rubio wore about 10 years ago. I didn't see a whole lot of playmaking. Uh, his passing is really good. Like his bounce passing, this and that, how he could pass through players in traffic and hit the open man for a, in stride for a layup, stuff like that, layup or dunk, you know, like a fast break type of situation. But more or less, he drives to the basket. He's got a little bit of pizzazz. He does remind me of a... Yes, this might be the lamest comparison ever because, well, who's the best Argentinian player to come to the NBA? <laughs> That's right, Mano Ginobili. But there is a little bit of Mano Ginobili in there. Just needs to get a little stronger, of course, Balmero. But uh, there's a little bit there. He's got a really nice catch and shoot. Nice release, actually, on the ball. It's not a fast release, but it's a nice release. This and that. He's got some athleticism. He's not afraid. That's what I like. His defense is kind of like average, you could say, but I guess you could say that about everybody. It seems like these days, with a few exceptions, are of outstanding defense. But uh, Balmero, what, what's going to happen with him? Uh, ultimately, they think he could be a good role player in the league or maybe higher. I don't know. It's like that's kind of the debate with him. It's all depending on his development in the next couple of years. He will now be coming to the Wolves right away. A lot of people did think this guy would kind of slip to the cracks as low as like 30, 31st. 
going to like Charlotte or the Knicks, I believe. Was it later on? No, Mavericks or the yeah, Charlotte or the Mavericks in the early stages of the second round there, which the Wolves ended up trading away in one in these deals as well. Well, in the deal that's coming up here where the Kimberwolves get a power forward. But Ricky Rubio acquired in this move as well. Balmero, though, yep, we'll have to wait and see what happens. There's there's definitely some talent there. He was, well, I I liked what I saw. Really good catch-and-shoot guy. I don't think he's a point guard. I don't think so. I don't see it. <laughs> I mean, you, you know how they like would say Shved was a point guard? I think this guy will be better than Shved. The ball handling is there. The skills are there. He's stronger in traffic, this and that. So, there's something there. Again, he's not this physical specimen by any means. But his skill level is very high offensively. Uh, definitely. Uh, able to move with the ball in traffic and those kind of those fancy layups where you get around guys and up and unders, this and that. Pretty impressive such uh, stuff, pardon me. Those up and unders kind of by the basket, getting around players and such. He's got some talent. And Balmero could be an exciting player for the Wolves about two, three years down the road. Uh, probably will have a significantly different roster then. Not that our roster isn't significantly different than it was, you know, a year ago. Uh, especially two years ago. It's pretty much completely different. Only Carl Anthony Towns remains. Not even Gorgie Zhang. He was traded. And, of course, uh, the other player traded in this in this deal in order to match the money because Ricky Rubio is not a guy on a rookie contract or anything. So it, you needed money to match. That would have been, unfortunately, our buddy... Uh, J.J. James Johnson, the guy who looks like a pastor. <laughs> like him a lot, but obviously he's uh, on his way to Oklahoma City. Ricky Rubio was traded from the Suns to Oklahoma City in the last trade and all that. And uh, that was like right before the draft for Chris Paul. So Chris Paul's going to the Phoenix Suns to join everybody's favorite Devin Booker and Aiden there. If Aiden can stay out of trouble and play some ball and you know, <laughs> not getting suspended again. Talented guy. We'll see what happens with him. Uh Oh, man, heartbreaking moments, though, as you kind of got further and further in that draft. And it's like, ah, uh, you know, <laughs> I kept hoping. I kept watching Daniel Oturu and Vernon Carey slip, 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 and I'm thinking, okay, let's take him. And the Wolves get the uh, wind up with a 28th pick in the draft. All of a sudden, we find out that's where he's going. <laughs> 28th in the draft. Uh, there, that, That's where they, the, the Wolves had acquired it from the Los Angeles Lakers and wind up with Mr. <laughs> Jaden McDaniels. Some people compare him to Tahem, like like light. They're basically they're saying he's light and like 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 a light version of him. Others might say Jonathan Isaac against shot blocker. He's he's got that shot blocking ability. Does Jaden McDaniels? I'm not sure it's as good as those guys, but maybe I hope. Uh, really good ball handler for a six ten power forward. I know, and, and of course the league has changed quite a bit over the years, but again, very, very damn good ball handler. Only about six rebounds a game, though. So, mm, I don't know about that. Uh, Three-point shot, about 34%. That's not bad. 76% free throw percentage, field goal percentage, 40. Field goal percentage, 40. What? I mean, that's f- freaking awful. And that's due to poor shot selection. So, well, yeah, yeah we're back to that again. Poor shot selection, and that can happen with Anthony Edwards and such. So he's also 40% shooter. And we all know how Rubio's, uh, not shot selection, just ability to make shots wasn't always so great either. Uh, it is what it is. Jaden McDaniels, though, uh, also had a bit of a temper. Would get ejected from games. He, what, he did he get ejected like six times during this collegiate season with Washington. He's actually from Seattle as well, so that's pretty cool. 
pretty much been watching it his whole life. Probably hoping the Seattle Sonics slash Supersonics return someday. But uh, McDaniels definitely has ability. It's just, can he kind of get it together, this and that? Because if he does, Wolves may have gotten something pretty good here. I don't like the, the rebounding. Only about six a game. Boy, I think the Wolves rebounding or the Wolves are going to continue this season. Carl Anthony Towns, yes, he's a double-digit, you know, 10 to 13 rebound type of game, uh, type of guy and everything. But, uh, you know, there's like nobody else on the roster that really rebounds. McDaniels, uh, yeah, I mean, he, and he's probably not going to play a whole lot. Juancho Hernan Gomez returns. That's nice. Seven million a year, 21 million, three years, that type of thing. That's good. We'll talk about the other guy we uh, re-signed. Pretty exciting move, I guess. Obviously very expensive, but good move. Uh, but there's just not a whole lot of rebounding on this roster when you look over it. There's multiple reasons why I don't like small ball. And, you know, and Nas Reed's not much of a rebounder. Hernan Gomez is not much of a rebounder. Jake Lehman's not much of a rebounder. <sighs> okay, I mean, we're long and athletic and don't rebound. Hernan Gomez, four rebounds a game. So, I don't know. And, of course, that's because he didn't have a ton of minutes necessarily compared to other guys out there. With the Wolves, he did average about seven a game, to be fair. So, obviously, with significantly less minutes with the Denver Nuggets, Pretty much been a rotation player his whole life. He His numbers were actually pretty good at the, the Wolves in about 29 minutes a game. 13 points. Almost 7.5 rebounds. Not much defense there. Field goal percentage still pretty meh for a guy of his size. Uh, of 6'7". Six, six, excuse me, 6'9". That type of thing. Free throw percentage 60. So, uh, you know, it kind of is what it is when you look around <laughs> this, this roster. It's either small goal, small ball or guys that can't shoot. So I, I guess, I guess it kind of that's how that's how we're heading at the moment. Unfortunately, we'll just have to wait and see how this kind of comes together. So now we'll talk about the reacquisition of Ricky Rubio. It's it's nice, you know, it's a feel good thing. Guess who first informed me of the move? Because of course I was busy at the moment, kind of wandering around, not really expecting a whole lot at that moment, because you know you, you make draft picks, this and that, and then. It's not your turn. And it's like, you know, you have to pay attention most of the time because you never know what's going to happen behind the scenes. And then, boom, here comes the news, which it did. And, of course, I magically wasn't paying attention. Guess who informed me of the move first? That's right, Vinrock Vince Germano, once again, just like a couple years ago with <laughs> Jimmy Butler. He's like, you guys got Butler. I'm like, wait, what? What? And partially that was because we were watching it. Me and Marcus, the forecaster at the time, were watching it via... We were, we were watching it online, so it was streaming. So it was like a minute or two behind. So believe it or not, Australia was ahead. <laughs> Australia was ahead, <laughs> despite the distance and all that. They were ahead, and uh, we were not. Me and Marcus, the forecaster, the stream must have been pretty far behind. Uh, but that's how that goes. Uh, and Ricky, he informed me, he just wrote, Rubio! And I'm like, what do you mean? Did he go to the Lakers or something? And he's like, no, you guys got Rubio. I'm like, what? Why? But we already have D'Angelo Russell, and I, 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 you know. And then I kind of calmed down and realized actually it's pretty cool, pretty cool addition. He'll be a nice veteran leader for the roster, for, for the team, for this young roster and such. And he averages about nine assists a game. But then you keep coming back and start wondering what really is going to be the lineup for the Wolves going forward. I mean, Rubio was, to be fair, Rubio was awesome with the uh, Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. He was better with the Jazz and the Suns than he was with the Timberwolves. Is that okay to say? Because he was, he was better. Field goal percentage, well, it's still hovering right around 40. 41.5 last year with Phoenix despite a damn good season. It's his three-point percentage that went up, 36%. So, 
So that was obviously a significant improvement compared to about 30 his entire career with Minnesota and Utah. Though, of course, he torched us pretty good a few years back when he was first with Utah just to kind of, yeah, let us know, like, hey, I can shoot. I can shoot. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. Well, I don't know. <laughs> He's Sometimes he is kind of like other players that can't shoot so great. That's <laughs> the one thing. Uh, you know, welcome back to Minnesota, though. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not clamoring for it. I'm not super-duper excited, like jumping on the walls or anything. But at the same time, valuable addition, this and that. What's going to happen with uh, Jordan McLaughlin? I don't know. Uh, Wolves are trying to resign him, but uh, we'll see what happens if he wants to come back and be a third stringer, this and that, or whatever the heck the plan is. Uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell had some success playing shooting guard for the Brooklyn Nets, but I don't want D'Angelo Russell as a shooting guard. I think as a point guard, he's much more dynamic. He uh, creates space for Carl uh, Anthony Towns and others. We never even got to see D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns play together with, uh, you know, as D'Angelo's point guard and Carl as center, this and that. So we'll just have to wait and see. It sounds like the most likely lineup going forward is D'Angelo Russell at point guard. And Malik Beasley reacquired, re-signed Malik Beasley. Yep, I'm saying it. Four years, 60 million. That's all, just four years and 60 million. So it sounds like this team is confident that Malik Beasley's uh, legal situation will be okay. It will be sorted out. Obviously, it's complicated, but it's not like, you know, he's he's screwed, basically. It's not like that type of situation. So $15 million a year, on average, to Malik Beasley will be the starting shooting guard in this situation. That means Anthony Edwards becomes the starting small forward. Beasley's too small to play shooting, uh, to play small forward, in my opinion. So, where, you know, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is still young enough. Who knows? Maybe he'll grow another inch or so, and he's he's huge. He's built like a truck. Obviously, he can play football, that type of thing. So there's that conversation moving forward with uh, Anthony Edwards potentially playing small forward. So, I mean, if Andrew Wiggins could do it with that tiny little frame, even though he was much taller, uh, Anthony Edwards certainly can, I think, with that big, big frame. So that's the thing. But potential kind of smaller ball type of situation. Juanjo Hernan Gomez, Jaden McDaniels, and newly acquired Ed Davis will be power forwards on the roster. Jake Lehman as well can play small and power forward. He actually is a power forward, Jake Lehman, just not a very powerful power forward. Nas Reed is this and that. I guess he's mainly going to be the backup center because, I don't know, I guess depending on lineups, this and that. And if guys are hurt, Jake Lehman, please stop getting hurt. Please. Please don't get hurt again, Jake. Obviously, he had that weird toe issue with the ligament situation, and that's what Rubio had years ago, where obviously a toe injury can be very very frustrating and significant for an NBA player considering how important toes are in the NBA. They are <laughs> insanely important. Uh, laugh or not on that one. So the power forward situation, well, you got Ed Davis acquired because the Timberwolves moved on Spellman. Heading and, uh, yep, Spellman, Alonzo Spellman, heading to, our, uh, heading to Portland and the Wolves acquiring Ed Davis in return. So that is a good move. At the end of the day, at least I believe it is. We would hope Jared Vanderbilt is also a potential small forward slash power forward for the Timberwolves with a ton of talent from Kentucky. Uh, I know Darren Doogie Wolfson really likes him. So we'll just have to wait and see how this continues to develop. So um, it's, it's an interesting addition. Ed Davis, obviously very good in the locker room, leadership type of guy, and a very, very good defensive player. He will not be a starter at the end of the day. And the Wolves, yep. 
acquiring him. This this kind of came as a surprise. I mean, we I had always heard of him for years with Portland and then uh, you know with the uh, it was the New York Knicks this time. Pardon me, I'm so used to him being with Portland. Uh, Jacob Evans, that was the other player the Wolves acquired from Golden State. So. Uh, Ed Davis was with New York. You just didn't see him. You just didn't see him at all, actually. Uh, <laughs> Ed Davis. <laughs> yep, Spellman and Jacob Evans the third, and and a 2026 second round pick in the trade finalized. This was last Tuesday. Ed Davis again, kind of leadership type of guy, defensive specialist. 31 years old. He's played in 668 games and 96 starts total. He'll be kind of a sixth, seventh, eighth man type of guy. Six points and six and a half rebounds during his career. A little over six points, this and that. Can block shots, can change shots. Steadying influence in the locker room, which this team needs. And maybe can help guys like Jared Vanderbilt, Hernan Gomez, Nas Reed, guys like that. Anthony Edwards. Who knows? Uh, maybe he can, yeah, I mean, he can help. And, of course, Rubio can help with the guards. And this and that. And just in general. Just in general. Any type of guidance and all that. Rubio was already kind of a leader way back when he was brand new. Remember the whole Shved thing, you know. Change change the face. Smile. Enjoy it. You know. Remember that very well. Malik Beasley. Guys like that. Rubio could help with a lot of things. He could help with uh, D'Angelo Russell, I'm sure. Maybe get a little bit more <laughs> toughness out of Russell, hopefully. And, of course, what else is another good reason why Rubio's acquisition can be valuable? along with just Russell being what he is, being a, a, an excellent player and a player of the future for this team for many years, hopefully. If either one of them gets hurt, it's just, well, thank God you have the other one, right? Because you know how guys get hurt all the time in the NBA and it drags and drags and drags and D'Angelo Russell loves his uh, load management. You know, he's one of those load management kind of guys. Okay, well, at least we have Ricky Rubio still. Yeah, that. Rather than, you know, you're just hope, uh, praying to God that... Uh, Jordan McLaughlin can go out there and basically do everything, <laughs> do everything as the full-time point guard, which obviously he's capable of being a very good point guard out there, very solid. Jordan McLaughlin was a really nice find, but at the same time, you hope that isn't going to happen super often that he's getting major minutes just because it's, eh, you know, come on. <laughs> he, it's better if he plays his role, this and that, rather than him being like a full-time starter for the team because of constant injuries and frustrations going forward. Jalen Noel, I have no idea where to go with that guy. Uh, at the end of the day, obviously his offensive skill, defense was always kind of meh. Maybe a little bit of attitude mixed in. We'll see what happens with Jalen Noel. Josh Akogi is who he is. He's still part of the team. He could be trade bait at some point. Love his aggressiveness. Shooting not so good. He could go on forever about that. Unfortunately, McLaughlin, obviously shorter guy, but tough and, you know, Kind of like, kind of a veteran for a for a for a for a rookie guy. Kind of a veteran, and you know he's a little bit older as well. He's about twenty four. Jared Culver, that's another one. That's a wild card. Obviously, super young, shooting ability just wasn't there. Had a hitch in his shot. Some people think of him as a point guard. Others say shooting guard. I guess he's just G, like it says right there. He's he's a combo guard. And in the NBA, that's very common. <laughs> very very common. For me, Malik Beasley, putting him at small forward at 6'4", come on. You know, and he's not that great of a defender, is he? And he's also from Atlanta, Georgia. That's kind of cool. So Edwards and Beasley, Atlanta, Georgia. This city's not big enough for the both of us, right? And then Dominique comes down and says, excuse me? <laughs> right? Right? City's not big enough for you guys, huh? What about old Dominique? Oh, man. Okay, I don't know what I'm even talking about. I'm just losing it here. 
and trying to enjoy myself as well. It's an exciting, it's an exciting outlook for the future. Does this look like a playoff team going forward? Who knows? The Western Conference has been the quote-unquote best in Conference forever. With the injury now to Clay Thompson, that's going to certainly dampen things for the Golden State Warriors going forward. It is. Uh, what, what are you going to do with the Golden State Warriors now? Who cares? Screw the Warriors, right? <laughs> we all know I just love the Warriors. I just love Golden State so much. Love them. You know, I can't say any kind things about the Golden State Warriors. Uh, James Wiseman, we'll see what happens. It's just, you know, maybe that opens a spot for the Wolves to sneak into the playoffs and get some confidence in this organization. It's nice to have draft picks, but you can't have draft picks every single year. You can't just say draft, 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 draft. Eventually, there's nowhere to put these guys, and the confidence drops, and they're worthless, and you can't trade them uh, for anything. Like Jared Culver, what are you going to trade him for right now? A second-round pick? You took him sixth overall a year ago. So, see what I mean? Obviously, you'd probably get more than a second-round pick, but it feels like that's about all you'd get. Well, Golden State still has Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry, and James Wiseman, so we'll see what happens. Of course, Clay Thompson, again, he is, with an Achilles tear, I don't think he's ever going to be the same again. I don't. Luckily for him, he doesn't rely on having the ball in his hands, you know, like driving to the basket constantly. He can he can be still be a spot-up shooter until he's, you know, upper 30s. But, boy, Achilles tendons... We saw what happened to Kobe, didn't we? You know, he was never the same again. He was not. And once you're 30-plus and you have an Achilles tear, Dominique Wilkins as well, you know, Patrick Ewing, you could go on and on. Christian Leitner, you know, Achilles tears are really bad, man. And it's too bad. It's a shame. Uh, ACLs are bad enough, but Achilles tendon, oh boy, it's it's a shame. And uh, happy 30th birthday not that long ago for Clay Thompson. And it's not a happy birthday at all. He never played a minute as a 29-year-old. At least I don't think he did. But basically, though, February 8th, 1990, yeah. So, yeah, he's going to turn 31 already. It's Clay on February 8th. And that face says it all. His image in his profile. He looks ticked off, actually, in that picture. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> probably going into the season, he had the ACL, probably the aching going on in his knee at the time. Because uh, that picture was probably taken, yeah, it was taken like maybe on media day last year. This is crazy. I am so confused, right? Okay, so we'll keep moving forward. It's not too confusing. We'll finally get back to where the draft was. Of course, after that trade, that kind of sent me all over with the roster and everything. Of course, yep, the Wolves then got Jade McDaniels from the Los Angeles Lakers. After first being dealt to the Thunder, this 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 pick, the 28th pick, was first dealt to the Thunder, this type of thing. And we'll find out why the Wolves had this uh, pick. Yeah, because we traded away our second rounder. Damn it. And guess who the second round pick would have been? But, well, apparently we took him to trade him anyway, because the trade had already been made. Daniel Oturu. Are you kidding? Uh, Daniel Oturu. It's just like, ah. Uh, and it was like right... Right when they, right before the uh, assistant, uh, the deputy commissioner announced the trade because it's a second round now, thirty third overall. They're like, "Oh yeah, we heard this pick's been, we heard this pick's on the move." It was right as he was going to announce it, and they say Daniel Oturo, and it's just a tear got in my eye. It's like I wanted Daniel Oturo so bad, and the Hornets had just taken Vernon Carey, one pick ahead, out of Duke. Love Vernon Carey; he's a legitimate big man in the NBA. Moving forward, we'll see how successful he is, but at least. I just loved him with Duke. Loved Vernon Carey. And I really loved Daniel Latour with the Gophers. I think he's got a ton of potential. 
those early second round picks can end up being excellent. I mean, like Draymond Green years ago, when the Warriors picked him, everybody knew Draymond Green was going to be something in the NBA. He was going to be a player, be it a really good rotation guy or who knows, maybe a last second, barely got in Hall of Fame type of guy. (laughs) He just ended up being that type of guy. As much as we all hate his attitude and his obnoxious behavior. Uh, but Daniel Arturo, man, man, man. He was, uh, the pick was traded to the Knicks, and, and Daniel Arturo was not going to go to the Knicks. That just was part of the move. He wound up getting traded to the Los Angeles Clippers at the end of the day. So it's like he got traded and got traded again. It was all kind of like a, a spider web of trades where the Clippers ultimately were the ones that took Daniel Arturo. So, good luck. Uh, there you go. He'll, I'm sure he'll fit well with the Clippers. I hope he has a ton of success. Love Daniel Oturu and wish he was on Minnesota because we need another. We, we need a power forward. And once we took Jade McDaniels, you knew that was over. It's like, uh, I just, I don't know. I got a feeling Oturu is going to be better than Jaden McDaniels. I, I think so. That's just my opinion. You don't have to agree. A lot of draft experts don't seem to agree. They have Daniel Luturo ranked 45th. Jane McDaniels ranked 29th. Daniel Luturo got 9 rebounds a game. 55% field goal percentage. Free throw percentage is a little lower. 3 point percentage. Remember, he was a stretch four with Minnesota. Minnesota Gophers. Woodbury native, by the way. 37% from downtown. 15 points a game. I mean, it's the Big Ten. This isn't, you know, this isn't continental Florida or something. Or coastal Carolina. It's the Gophers. You know, we can make fun of the Gophers all we want, but Daniel Truer was very valuable for this team, including playing in the NCAA tournament as a freshman. So, I would have loved him. I would have loved Daniel Truer on the Minnesota Timberwolves, but the uh, uh, the Wolves had other other plans, I guess. I don't know. They just didn't see him as high as a prospect as uh, Jaden McDaniels. I do see talent in Jaden McDaniels, but I would have loved to have Daniel Truer on Minnesota. That would have been great. Oh, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. So, with all of that said, Timberwolves take Anthony Edwards number one. They wind up with Leandro Balmero with the 23rd pick. Obviously, if the Wolves traded number 17 away, the Greek star. Hopefully, he's not as good as the Greek freak, and we don't regret that for the rest of our lives. And Balmero never plays here, or he's super mediocre. He's another Schwed. <laughs> I don't think he'll be a... <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. What a mess. Uh, 25th pick. Wolves wound up, uh, yeah, the Wolves wind up uh, moving that to the Knicks after first being traded to the Timberwolves. That was, again, part of that 28th pick type of thing, I guess, kind of trading down and all that, and I don't know. Well, I hope Jaden, I hope it's worth it. I hope Jaden McDaniels works out. Uh, again, and the Wolves acquiring Ricky Rubio in that Balmero deal. Balmero, la, 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 la. <laughs> New York Knicks. So that was part of it. It was all kind of a mix of moves with the Knicks and the Thunder and the Lakers, and you could just go on forever. And then also uh, moving that pick, obviously, to get Jaden McDaniels. So the acquisitions are, again, Anthony Edwards, Leandro Balmero, Ricky Rubio, Jaden McDaniels coming out of the draft, and, and obviously the veteran player in the trade, Ricky Rubio. And, of course, Ed Davis acquired and re-signing Malik Beasley for four years, $60 million. Obviously, tons, tons, and tons of potential uh, acquired from Denver. And Juanjo Hernan Gomez acquired from Denver last year, three years, $21 million. Not a, not a giant contract. 
but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. I believe there is a team option down the road in that one. So, Fernand Gomez didn't do a whole lot in Denver. There's some skill there, but it's, you know, it's limited. It's limited. We'll see what happens with him. He wasn't bad with us, though, that's for sure. He actually, uh, I thought, overachieved pretty, pretty nicely with Minnesota. So that's pretty much the acquisitions for now. Until next time, who knows what's going to happen if there's another trade coming down the line. We'll see what happens. James Johnson obviously gone as well in that uh, Thunder trade. Thunder and Knicks and all that trade. With that said, we'll take a quick break and look at fan interaction right after this. Well, we certainly have an interesting roster. Hopefully it translates to more wins. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Now we're going to look at fan interaction and such. The most recent episode was posted way back on August 22nd. I don't think anybody commented, just hitting likes. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. You'll notice I'm not going to the Twitter account right now. I might have to recreate the Twitter account. Yeah, that's uh, probably something you weren't expecting to hear. I don't know what I did, but at Wolves Explosion has been suspended and it's not coming back. I don't know. It might come back someday. I emailed, like, I don't know what I did. Please let me know or whatever. Can I'd like my account reopened. And I'm not sure what I did. So <laughs> most of you might be rolling your eyes thinking, yeah, you're probably th- this or that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I said anything terrible on that account unless somebody hacked it or something and I never saw it, saw it happen. Who knows in this world? Who knows? Well, Jack Borman, this is on the Facebook page, Jack Borman, was talking to Darren Doogie Wolfson, uh, or no, he was saying Darren Doogie Wolfson mentioned today on Score North that an agent of a high-profile draft prospect told him unsolicited, unsolicited, that a good player whom the agent has a good relationship with <laughs> told the agent Cat is as good as gone near the uh, 9:20 mark into that pot. Yep, that was uh, yep the scoop on Carl Anthony Towns and who should the Twins want in the in, yeah okay so. That was as of September 24th. So we'll see what happens. Maybe, hopefully, things will be smoothed out a bit. That was kind of a he said, she said type of thing, because it's just kept going. This person said this, that this person said that, and that my mom said this. No, my mom. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Vince Germano simply says, no way. And I hope that's true. Fred Mitten with a couple, yeah, with a couple of posts. He says, clickbait. Just thought, or just brought in his best friend. Loads of talent from Denver. And we have the number one pick. Well, of course, well, of course he'd want to leave. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no. There's a lot of reasons why he'd want to stay, I think. Yep, because, uh, yeah, D'Angelo Russell and such. Of course, we thought Marbury was Garnett's best friend. And, yeah, if, if Marbury's Garnett's best friend, I'd sure hate to see his worst enemy. Okay, next. But you know how that can go. See, in the NBA, everybody thinks they're, everybody thinks they're best friends. That's what gets kind of annoying and tiring with all that. But hopefully that is the case. Those guys did look legitimately closer than, say, Garnett and Marbury ever were. So, yep, to be fair, Fred, thank you for that. Uh, another one, he says, I heard, this is again, Fred, I heard that a really close friend of Anthony Davis told some guy at the bar who intimidated, or no, who, yeah, inti- who intimated to an Uber driver that later picked up a reporter and told him that AD is ready to quit before the next game. Check out my podcast to find out more. Yeah, exactly. So he's just making fun of that. Uh, yeah, it seemed a little bit too much, didn't it? 
man, these people upstairs are hoofda. There, <laughs> yep, there it was. Uh, Beasley facing felony gun drug charges. No response. Just nobody clicked anything. That's kind of weird. They just saw it. That's nice. <laughs> okay, I was saying that was on November 12th. All that quietness during that time in the Los Angeles Lakers won the championship and the Heat went on a pretty nice playoff run. And unfortunately, uh, the uh, if I said Tatum, it was Tatum. I don't know why I said Tatum. There's somebody I know with that last name, and that threw me off. I, I'm going crazy. Also, I really didn't mention Happy Thanksgiving. Or, or I hope you had a Happy Thanksgiving and Happy Black Friday and Merry Christmas season. We're here. Happy holidays to those of you that don't that don't uh, celebrate Christmas, but uh, I'm proud to say I do. So Merry Christmas season to all of you. Now that it's Black Friday officially, so now we now we need snow. All that month of November when we were getting mad about the snow because it kept screwing up the lawn cleanup jobs, and now there's no snow. That figures. It happens every year. I swear, it's ridiculous. And uh, go ahead and get your game and watch here from uh, Target or Walmart or something. Since Amazon, there's no way you're going to be able to get it there. That's sold out right away. But in stores, there's like a there's a ton of them still. Game and Watch Mini Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch, yes sir, only fifty bucks. Well, yep, and you could probably uh, hack it at some point and add some more games to it. I'm sure. Nice portable little thing here that with pretty good quality, and uh, it's not an ad or anything. I'm just excited. It's a fun thing if you want to think about Black Friday and you know like the NES, the NES Classic and Super NES Classic, all that coming in. So this was about the time when the NBA announced that the uh, Regular season would start on December 22nd. Really cool. So we're actually going to have like a regular season. The NHL still screwing around and all that, but at least the NBA will be getting things rolling. I was saying, hello, everyone. Sorry for being so invisible the past month or so. Was thinking things over. Of course, frustrated about certain things as well. You can imagine all the politics going on in the NBA and elsewhere. Uh, I was saying, I will not quit the show. Why stop something I've been doing for 12 years? It's the oldest Timberwolves podcast on the planet, and it is and might as well keep it going as long as possible. Really looking forward to the draft and happy that the season will start at a pretty reasonable time on December 22nd. I'm very excited about that. And yeah, this is the oldest Timberwolves podcast on the planet. I have, uh, I'm, a, I'm an old-timer boy. I'm an old-timer. 41 years old, and I could have probably been doing this 10 more years <laughs> before that. There was a trade possibility the New York Knicks get the 2021st pick for, and James Johnson. Well, the Wolves did trade James Johnson, in a Knicks and Thunder trade, wound up with the Thunder. Timberwolves would get Mitchell Robinson, the 2028th pick, and an unprotected future first. A lot of people actually really like that idea, because yeah, unprotected future first from the Knicks. Well, okay, that's kind of good. <laughs> Let's see, Tanay Wilson Brown out of New Zealand says, honestly, I'm at a stage where I don't see any. Draft a free agent signing that'll help us. As a Wolves fan, I feel so depleted of hope. In saying that, I don't want us to lose James Johnson. He's tough, extremely tough, and we need someone out there like him besides Towns when things get physical. Vince Romano says, terrible. So the unprotected pick sounded interesting, but yeah, and well, we ended up losing James Johnson, and yay, we get a rookie, Jaden McDaniels, who doesn't rebound as much, and nobody else in terms of larger players. Mitchell Robinson could have been something. Who knows? It's, it didn't happen, so uh, the Timberwolves explosion now winds up on Amazon Music as well. That got added to the list. Thank you, Levi, for liking that one, of course. Amazon Music application. There's some more comments. The Wolves pull off draft night stunner trade for Ricky Rubio coming back to Minnesota. And uh, I hate all it says most relevant. Okay. Wayne Hunt 
out of Australia and the host of the Courtside Podcast along with Vince Germano and Stu Benson. The Courtside Podcast, absolutely fantastic show. We'll recommend it forever and ever and ever and ever. It's also a very old podcast. It's not quite as old as this one, at least I don't think so. 2008, August 2008 with this one. So around August 22nd, that was the 12-year anniversary of this show. Yeah. Wayne Hunt says, like the trade, didn't like the draft pick. So you didn't like uh, Anthony Edwards or you didn't like uh, Leandro Balmero? Which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? <laughs> uh, Levi Brown says, will be an interesting season. And Vince Romano says, love it because we know Vince Romano loves Ricky Rubio. I thought he was going to the Lakers with the way he was like, Rubio! But Apparently that didn't happen. I posted a couple articles, ESPN, the pain and promise of the NBA draft prospect Anthony Edwards. And no, there were just likes there, no conversation. Sarah Jaden McDaniels, the montage of Jaden McDaniels, obviously a very talented guy. We'll see what happens there. And no uh, comments. This one got five comments. Here we go. And there was, uh, we, we, we wound up keeping Malik Beasley. Malik, Malik Beasley. Five comments here. That's always a good thing. They're all relevant, damn you. Okay. Fred Mithen, locally, uh, says, and of course, Levi, Levi Brown is from New Zealand along with Tanae Brown. Fred Mithen says, you can only put five players on the court at once, so having cons, con, as in David Con's stock of guards doesn't make any sense to me. Don't get me wrong, I love Beasley and I'm happy we kept him. I just wish we took Wiseman instead of having so much redundancy in the backcourt. I know what you mean, because, you know, you got Jared Culver. You got Jordan McLaughlin, maybe, if we resign him for like a million and a half or something like that. Um, who else? <laughs> yeah, who else, right? Ricky Ricky Rubio, D'Angelo Russell, that's four people right there. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Josh Okogie, uh, you know, Jared, Jared Culver, I think that makes, yeah, I don't know, it's just crazy. If I already probably mentioned him, but it's like at least six or seven guards right there. It just keeps going. Luckily, we traded Wiggins away, but again, you got a guard, a point guard. But obviously, you get a franchise point guard in return. It feels pretty good. Levi Brown says, wasn't expecting that. Our guard stocks are strong. Wayne Hunt says, great move by Minnesota. The kid is a stud and will only improve and become more consistent. Love the reacquisition of Rubio. A no-brainer on the Wolves side of things considering his play slash production the past few years. Yeah, he was better with Utah and Phoenix. Shooting didn't improve all that much, but still better. I question the draft pick, though, and his comments in his recent interview are a red flag. But, yeah, it turns out that, again, that uh, nobody worked harder in the gym. You know, like he's a gym rat, basically, Anthony Edwards. So I I guess it's all who we believe and what really is true here. We'll have to wait and see, Wayne. I I hope it works out. Again, Wayne Hunt, Alpha Dog, Courtside Podcast, Australia. Wayne Hunt and Stu Benson from (laughs) Sydney, Australia. And Vince Germano from Melbourne. Australia, very, very familiar cities in Aussie at the end of the day. Might, the end of the day, might. Vince Romano says, yes, sir. Of course, again, shouting out to me in that sense. Yes, sir. When I used to kind of, when Marcus would have those long pauses when he wouldn't say anything, and I'd go, yes, sir. And I was waiting for him to say something. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I think uh, Vince Romano remembers that very well. The old uh, Timberwolves Explosion shows. I miss having Marcus the Forecaster on the show. I can't even get him to respond to a text anymore, so... (laughs) That's life, right? That's life. This world is uh, constantly changing, and people come, people go, and it is what it is. 
The only thing that's consistent is people upstairs are noisy as F and it's obnoxious and distracting on every show I do these days. <laughs> Someday, hopefully, that will change as well. With that said, <laughs> yeah, nudge, nudge, hint, hint, right? I hope so. Uh, with that said, you know, I mean, I'm optimistic about the future. I'm not overly optimistic. I'm not one of the uh, guys on Flip's Army or something. Basically like, here we go! Let's go! That's kind of, yeah, okay, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's go. And let's, uh, come on, let's go. Like, in a positive way. But also, like, like okay, let's, finally, let's now, let's not win only 15 games or 25 games. Let's get to, let's get to 500 and up. Because, and stay freaking healthy. And take your load, man, load management and shove it where the sun don't shine. I am tired of that garbage. Okay? Just just stop with the load management. It's it's too much. You, you guys get paid astronomical amounts of money. Astronomical amounts of money. You want this BRI, basketball-related income, and then you do load management. I mean, for the love of God. Do you see that in hockey? Do you see that in hockey? Like, they're in a labor dispute right now because the owners... This is a sport where I actually could side with the players in the, in the NHL. The NBA? Ah, come on, man. I'm gonna side in the. I'm gonna side with the players in the NBA. Ha. Okay, now I'm gonna start offending everybody again. No, uh, owners obviously are greedy in every sport, and they all this and that. There's always greed, this and that. But NBA players are making, you know, backup players are making 15 million. Stars are making 40 million a year. 40 million a year. NHL players, that's like the term of the contract half the time of a really good player. That's right. That's right. You know, like, Connor McDavid's making 10 to $13 million a year. He, he would be making about 40, 45 in the NBA if he was an NBA player. That's how good Connor McDavid is to the NHL compared to the, you know, you know the finances of the NBA and the NHL. $13 million in the NHL is basically like, okay, you literally just strapped your franchise. There's no way you're going to be able to have anybody else now. There's, there's no room, no cap space, this and that. So it's pretty funny, actually, when you think about that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. So when I hear about load management, I just want to tell them to STFU. Hockey players give it their all every second. So that's where, that's one of my other frustrations with the NBA. This and that. Love the game. I don't like the, the attitude around it sometimes. Oh, boy. Stop with the load management. Get out there and play. Kick some ass. Show us show us what you can do, damn it. Just show us what you can do. I don't want to hear that word, load management, anymore. I don't want to hear general soreness anymore. You think taking a puck to the thigh is general soreness? So that's that's the whole that's my whole point. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I'm not asking for sympathy and all that for NHL players. Everybody's rich. Everybody makes money. It's just that the NHL right now is asking for more and more cuts, so to speak, right now going into the uh, regular season. Like they're not going to get their full salary because it'll be uh, you know a truncated season because of this bullshit. That's you know we all know what the bullshit is. The NBA has a slightly truncated season as well. This and that, and they got everything going right away. That's the holdup of the NHL. Like to have both sports playing again and enjoying both of them on a regular basis. That's just I'm a you know I just like you know you gotta love them both. Damn it, gotta love them both. At the end of the day, it's up to you which one you like more than the other. I love the NBA very 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 much. I love the game very very much. Not necessarily the NBA and all the attitude around it. That's what's frustrated me for an extended period of time. So just uh, thought I'd get that out of the way. Again, stop with the bleep and load management. You have a star point guard, a, an incredible possible backup or a platoon or spot starter with Ricky Rubio. That could also help with the load management. If uh, D'Angelo Russell needs less minutes in a game or so and Rubio's playing well, well, there you go. 
there you go, okay? You can still play D'Angelo Bleepin' Russell, just not maybe 40 minutes a game. That's all. If you don't want to play 40 minutes, so freaking be it, you son of a gun. Just stay freaking healthy. That's all I'm asking. And again, yeah, I think you get my point. I made my point about load management now. Everybody around the league hates it unless you're like 18 years old or something and think, well, hey, you know, yeah, that's part of the game. Yeah, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Tell that to Michael. He would go, <laughs> load management. I don't need load management. That's what Michael would do. Just imagining how he laughed at Gary Payton. Yeah, it would be the same laugh. Michael, did you ever need load management when you played? He would go, <laughs> that's what he would do. And so sometimes the good old days really were the good old days. Sometimes they were. I, it's okay to say that. It doesn't make you an old codger. It doesn't make you, you know, a bitter old man. It doesn't. Sometimes, sometimes there's some accuracy to, to that statement. Sometimes there is. <laughs> sometimes there is, okay? Is that okay to say? All right. Ah, there goes half of my listeners, right? Ah, I doubt it. Better not. Better not, damn it. Better not. With that said, I will now shut up, at least about that, and <laughs> ask you to please write a positive rating on iTunes if you can stand me now. Please write a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher. Those are the two venues where you can do it, apparently. I'm not sure if you can on Google Podcasts. Hopefully you can. Please write a positive rating on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes or uh, uh, Stitcher if you could. I'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, Five-star rating. Tell us what you like, maybe what you'd like improved. Call into the show via audio submission. What you do is you use the free voice recording text on any, or voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. All you do is open it up, click record, treat it like a phone call, treat it, keep to about five minutes or so, hit stop, save it, send it to Paladino Live, or share whatever to Live at yahoo.com, Live at yahoo.com. All of this information will be in the show description. With that said, Thank you, every one of you, very much. We'll see you then the next show. is probably getting close to the regular season or slightly after it starts, so it might be around Christmas, literally. We'll see, though. Maybe something else will come up or I'll just want to talk some basketball or reminisce about something, this and that. I won't be as, uh, won't be, I'll try not to avoid it too much, right? And, of course, the work schedule is what it is. Lawn service is done, and the other job is what it is. Just never ends. And I know it's not five days. It's like six or seven. It's just not ending. The six or seven part is what's not ending. It's stress driving, but that's life as well. With that said, God bless all of you, and I can't wait to talk to you again in the next couple weeks.